I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Pokemon. I started Luke Loves Pokemon in the summer of 2018, with an episode about Bulbasaur and its evolutions. As we crossed over into 2020, I finally wrapped up the last of the Generation 1 monsters with episodes about Mewtwo, Mew, and Missingma. Unfortunately, I'm not quite done yet. As of Pokemon Sword and Shield, there are a handful of Pokemon who I already covered, but who now have new facets, either as Galarian regional variants, or with the option of new Gigantamax forms. In this episode, I'll be giving a little rundown of some of these monsters. You'll notice there are some missing. If a Generation 1 Pokemon has a new evolution in Galar, with a new Pokedex number, I'll just cover that in its own episode, among the new Pokemon from that region. That still leaves me with three new regional Pokemon, and ten new Gigantamax forms to discuss. First up is Galarian Ponyta, first revealed during a 24-hour livestream of the Glimwood Tangle in the run-up to Pokemon Sword and Shield's release. Ponyta was already the pony of the Pokemon world, but the Galarian form, with a fluffy rainbow-coloured mane and more pronounced unicorn horn, really leans into the My Little Pony aesthetic. It will always be in my heart. The Pokedex, on the other hand, leans into more traditional unicorn mythology. Sword's entry says, Its small horn hides healing power. With a few rubs from this Pokemon's horn, any slight wound you have will be healed. Pokemon Shield's Pokedex perhaps explains the psychic typing, saying, This Pokemon will look into your eyes and read the content of your heart. If it finds evil there, it promptly hides away. As well as being a reference to classical unicorn mythology, this is reminiscent of the original Ponyta and Rapidash, whose flames would burn any rider it didn't trust. Ponyta is a pure psychic type, but the design immediately made most people think of a fairy typing. This did come to pass eventually, however, as Galarian Ponyta evolves into the dual psychic and fairy type, Galarian Rapidash. Galarian Rapidash is even more majestic a unicorn than the fiery Kanto variation, and even more extra in its aesthetic than Ponyta. The fluffy hairs of Ponyta's mane and ankles are now flowing a majestic locks of gorgeous hair. As a bald man, I am, quite frankly, jealous. Rapidash's Pokedex entries are less exotic than Ponyta's, talking only about its battle power and speed. I also love the other new fairy-type regional form of a Generation 1 Pokémon, Galarian Weezing. The reveal of Galarian Weezing came with the announcement of Galarian forms existing at all, and the simultaneously very silly and perfectly British design instantly gained popularity online. Galarian Weezing resembles a combination between the typical image of an upper-class Dickensian factory owner and the factory itself. The top hat is also a smokestack. The magnificent moustache is made from fumes. As well as a unique poison and fairy type combination, Galarian Weezing has an interesting ability in nullifying gas. 
which eliminates the effects of other abilities on the field of battle. This Pokémon could upset quite a number of strategies in the competitive metagame. The Pokédex for Sword explains this Pokémon's odd typing and powers. This Pokémon consumes particles that contaminate the air. Instead of leaving droppings, it expels clean air. The story behind Galarian Weezing is interesting as well. The Pokédex for regular Weezing in Pokémon Sword mentions that they were common in the Galar region back in the day. However, they cannot be found there now. Shield Stex explains. Long ago, during a time when droves of factories fouled the air with their pollution, Weezing changed into this form for some reason. The Pokémon world's depiction of Japan, and now Britain, has always seemed to have maintained a much better balance between nature and industrialization than our real modern world. It seems the magical powers of Pokémon themselves contributed to fighting that fight. Of course, as well as new alternate forms for Pokémon, we also saw something much bigger introduced. In special places of power in the Galar region, Pokémon could Dynamax, growing to Kaiju sizes and gaining special powerful moves and boosts to their health. For some Pokémon, they can take this even further. Back in Christmas 2018, I did a special episode in which I and many friends of the show gave our Christmas wish list for what Pokémon we wanted to see in Generation 8. Composer Jonathan Cromie had this to say. I want to see Well, a finger on the monkey's paw curled, and John got his wish. But in return, Mega Pokémon have more or less been replaced by Gigantamax Pokémon. Pokémon who take on new forms and gain unique moves when they Gigantamax. As always, the poster child for this new mechanic is Charizard. Charizard is the partner Pokémon to Galar Champion Leon, and when the final battle rolls around, Charizard doesn't disappoint, Gigantamaxing, and even pulling out a clever grass-type move to demolish my cockily-placed Dreadnought. Visually, Gigantamax Charizard is like an amalgamation of Mega Charizard's X and Y. It keeps the colour scheme and typing of a regular Charizard, just like Mega Y, but it has flames constantly billowing forth from its body, like Mega Charizard X. The addition of wings made of pure flame is of course a bonus. The Gigantamax Pokedex entries are par for the course for Charizard, mostly just celebrating the insane, rock-melting heat of its flames. Our next Gigantamax form is Butterfree, 
the first Dynamax monster which I was able to raid and catch. Butterfree's wings grow to enormous size and take on an effervescent blue-green coloration. The Pokemon ends up resembling the classic Japanese monster, Mothra. The Sword Pokedex says, Crystallized Gigantamax energy makes up this Pokemon's blindingly bright and highly toxic scales. While Shield says, Once it has opponents trapped in a tornado that could blow away a 10-ton truck, it finishes them off with its poisonous scales. This really does sound like power and carnage worthy of a good old-fashioned monster movie. Although Mothra is usually one of the good guys. The most amusing Gigantamax transformation, for my money, is that belonging to Pikachu. Over the years, the design for the series' mascot has slowly changed, becoming subtly more thin and humanoid with each new iteration. The Gigantamax form dials it back to the beginning, plumping Pikachu back up to the round, cute blob which appeared in Pokemon Red and Blue, or on the first round of trading cards. It also gains a towering tail made of pure lightning, but the real treat is the return of my round, huggable friend. While Pikachu returned to his squat, chubby classic form, Meowth took the opposite track. Gigantamax Meowth is long, its torso stretching and climbing to the sky like an inflatable arm-waving tube man outside a used car lot. Or classic internet meme, Long Cat. The Shield Pokedex doesn't really tell us anything new. Its body has grown incredibly long, and the coin on its forehead has grown incredibly large all thanks to Gigantamax power. Much more interesting is the Sword Pokedex, which says, The pattern that has appeared on its giant coin is thought to be unlocking the secrets of the Dynamax phenomenon. Although no definitive answers have been revealed as of yet, the most common explanation online is that the symbol on this coin is a stylized version of the kanji die, or great, the same kanji which appears when the move Fire Blast is used. If this is correct, this is an excellently dumb joke. The secret of the Dynamax phenomenon is... BIG. Speaking of big, any time I've been asked to give a gold for this new decade, I've given the same answer. I'm gonna get swole like my champ. I've never been quite so bold as to say I'll be as much of a specimen as Galarian Machamp. Galarian Machamp's forearms bulge to preposterous size and glow with barely contained energy, while its mohawks grow into giant fins. The Sword Pokedex says, The Gigantamax energy coursing through its arms makes its punches hit as hard as bomb blasts. More so than any other G-Max form, Machamp resembles a Mega Pokemon. Perhaps fittingly, as Machamp was denied a Mega form when Gengar and Alakazam received theirs. It's worth remembering that Gigantamax is not the same as Mega Revolution. While Machamp's arms grow huge in one sense, its entire body grows huge like Ultraman. The Shield Pokedex serves as a strong reminder informing us, One of these Pokémon once used its immeasurable strength 
to lift a large ship that was in trouble. It then carried the ship to port. Gengar, on the other hand, did receive a Mega Revolution. Its Gigantamax form doesn't resemble that so much as the burst attack it had in Pokken Tournament. Gengar's mouth grows into an enormous black hole. The terrifying imagery, accompanied by some classic ghost-type Pokedex entries. Pokemon Sword says, Rumor has it that its gigantic mouth leads not into its body, filled with cursed energy, but directly to the afterlife. Pokemon Shield's description is less obviously malevolent, but filled with subtle Stephen King-esque dread. It says, It lays traps, hoping to steal the lives of those it catches. If you stand in front of its mouth, you'll hear your loved one's voices calling to you. Terrifying classic stuff. Pokemon like Charizard, Machamp, and Gengar were obvious candidates for Gigantamax forms. But a slightly more surprising one was the often overlooked Kingler. Gigantamax Kingler of course exaggerates Kingler's trademark enormous claw even further. More interestingly, the rest of the limbs grow spindly and elongated, resembling the creepy spider crabs which haunt the waters of the Japan Sea. I saw them myself in the Osaka Aquarium, and they resembled nothing less than the tripods from H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. It also has a beard of bubbles, resembling the bubbles which crabs blow to keep their gills hydrated when they're out of the water. Crabs in Japanese media are often seen blowing these bubbles, as evidenced by Dark Souls 3 and Monster Hunter, though it's rarely seen in Western depictions of the animals. My favourite Generation 1 Pokémon, Cubone and Marowak, are alas, not currently available in the Galar region. I don't feel too sad about it. They were very well served in the Let's Go games, and Sword and Shield have delivered quite well in terms of delivering bears. That said, I'm a little jealous that not only does my girlfriend Shen's favourite Pokemon, Lapras, appear, it even has a G-Max form. Lapras is famous for two things, being the quintessential Pokemon for people to ride on using the move Surf, and using the attack Perish Song. The Gigantamax version leans into these, growing large enough to serve as a cruise ship, and channeling wind through its shell, such that it plays wonderful music. The Pokemon Sword Pokedex tells us how titanic Lapras has become in size. Over 5,000 people can ride on its shell at once, and it's a very comfortable ride, without the slightest shaking or swaying. Speaking of the Titanic, that great blunder of British arrogance, hubris and folly, passengers riding aboard Gigantamax Lapras are in no such danger. Shield's Pokedex tells us, It surrounds itself with a huge ring of gathered ice particles. It uses the ring to smash any icebergs which might impede its graceful swing. It uses the ring to smash any icebergs which might impede its graceful swimming. While the Titanic is lost beneath the waves, 
Something which does seem unsinkable is the popularity of Eevee. While players of Let's Go Pikachu could receive a classic chubby Pikachu, players of Let's Go Eevee get maximum fluffiness. Gigantamax Eevee grows a rough of fur so thick the Pokémon's body is almost entirely obscured. Pokémon Sword tells us, Gigantamax energy upped the fluffiness of the fur around Eevee's neck. The fur will envelop a foe, capturing its body and captivating its mind. Gigantamax Eevee is undeniably cute, but the Pokédex finds a way to even take that to a dark and macabre place. Shield tells us, Having gotten even friendlier and more innocent, Eevee tries to play with anyone around, only to end up crushing them with its immense body. I've managed, quite by accident, to save the best until last. My personal favourite of the Generation 1 Pokémon who did make the cut for base game Sword and Shield is the sleepy bear Snorlax. I was gently reassured that it would be making an appearance in the opening moments of the game, talking to my mother's Munchlax. Snorlax's main thing is being a big hibernating beast that rarely moves, and in Gigantamax form, it grows bigger and moves less. Snorlax's enormous belly becomes a land unto itself, alive with trees and glass. Alive with trees and grasses. It's a perfect exaggeration of Snorlax's lazy charm. Pokemon Swords Pokedex tells us, Gigantamax energy has affected stray seeds and even pebbles that got stuck to Snorlax, making them grow to a huge size. Shield doubles down on it, saying, Terrifyingly strong, this Pokemon is the size of a mountain, and moves about as much as one as well. Hopefully it will live up to that description. Snorlax has always been a textbook tank, but with the outrageous HP boost provided by Gigantamaxing, and the unique move it has which replenishes all your team's used berries, it could be an even more impassable wall than ever before. Whew, that was a long one. No doubt I'll be back to do another one of these somewhere down the line, once the expansion pass arrives. But for now, that is Generation 1 wrapped up. Music for Luke Love's Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you enjoyed this podcast, and you want to help me be able to keep hosting them online, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. Just a dollar a month is a big help, and in return, you can listen to episodes a week early. You can also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. Next week, we start Generation 2 with Chikorita, and the week after that, we'll be celebrating the start of the Year of the Rat with Cyndaquil. I'd love from I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeGlovesPKMN. I love Pokemon, and remember, I love you too. I think I found about four or five different ways of pronouncing Galarian or Galarian or 
Galarian, Galarian, or however you say it in that episode. Ah, if only Sword and Shield had voice acting.